Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, part of our year-long project of exploring courageous connections. It's the month of May and we are exploring courageous connections in relationship to friends and family. And it really does feel like the perfect month to be doing that because there's so many times that or so many occasions on which people gather in groups of friends and family members during the month of May. It's just one of those hot months. So we're listening to this or it's on the weekend of Mother's Day. So that's one event that's coming up. Um, May and June are filled with graduations, and particularly college graduations. And then high school coming up in June are all other levels of graduation from school. May is a huge wedding month. And it's also, May and June are also big months for school reunions. And then there's just so many other celebrations and things to recognize that I can't even name them all. But let's just suffice to to say that May, and especially May and June, are months when people are gathering. If uh, in many places in the world it is good weather and we are out there and there are, you know, good joyous things to be gathering. So why focus on courageous connections in relationship to friends and family during these times because aren't we already connected when we're going to these events these weddings these graduations these things like mother's day aren't we already connecting why do we need anything more so it's a good question and lots of times celebrations are really great opportunities for friends and family members who haven't seen each other in a long time to come together. And hopefully they come together in ways that are joyous and maybe they're singing and dancing or food and celebration rituals of various kinds. And those things can bring people together. But one of the things that I've noticed, um, at least in my own experience and experience that others have shared with me is that just because we're in the company of other people and even in the company of other people that we care about and that we love doesn't always mean that we are feeling connected to them. In fact, one of the most difficult forms of loneliness is being surrounded by people that we care about or that we know care about us and not feeling connected to them. And I know I have had plenty of experiences where I've shown up at an event that either you know, had old friends or even current friends or had family members and felt like I was going through the motions. We're gathering, we're greeting everyone, we're saying all of our niceties and our highs and hellos and how are yous and we're hugging and it's it's very genuine. I'm not saying it in a way that it's not genuine that we're doing that. I'm also struck by the fact that we can go through a whole afternoon or a whole gathering or a whole evening and just stay at that level of niceties. And there've been many times when I've walked away and felt like, okay, that was really nice, but did I actually have a connection with anybody? Did I actually talk to anybody in a way that felt meaningful to me? Do I feel closer to any of those people now than I did before? Do I know something about them now that I didn't know before other than you know what they may have had for lunch yesterday, what restaurant they've gone to or things like that? But do I know anything that makes me feel more connected? Did I have an experience that made me feel more connected? And I think the reason I'm doing this podcast is that I think oftentimes we can end up answering that question, if we're honest, and say, no, (laughs) we we don't really feel that way. So I wanted to offer this podcast and some exploration of this to think about how can we consciously bring connection into these places 
where we may default to thinking, of course we're connected, but we might not really be having the depth of connection that allows the relationship to grow and mature or allows us to feel like we're in a meaningful experience. I think it's near and dear to me because I am one of these, you know, I'm doing this podcast, of course, I'm a connection junkie, and I also get very frustrated in spaces where I feel like we're just hovering around all the nicety spaces and we're not actually feeling connected. So that's why it feels passionate for me to do this and why I'm glad to be sharing it with you today. So what I wanted to make as the offering for this podcast around this topic is how could we go about making those connections deeper in those spaces? And as a little bit of, I'm actually going to provide a bunch of questions, which I'm really excited about. I also, as a means of a little bit of background on this, two of the people who've inspired me around this um, are two colleagues of mine. One of them has, Craig Oborn has a project called Connect52, connect52.com if you want to check it out. He hasn't posted a lot on the website recently, but he's still very actively engaged in Connect 52 and recently did a TEDx talk. And Connect 52 started out of a family project of his where he wanted to feel closer to his family, his seven siblings and parents, and just realized that they drifted a little bit and they knew all the niceties, but they didn't really know each other so much anymore. And so they started a project which ended up resulting in sending out a question because everyone was living in different places, sending out a question every week and having people reply to it. And of course, the more vulnerable that one or more people became, the more vulnerable and reflective others became. And it became an incredible opportunity for his family to really learn so much more about each other. And they did this mostly virtually um, by email with moments, of course, of live connection, either by phone or in person, too. And it was a really powerful experience and led him to launch a project called Connect 52 and then work that he's doing, you know, in many cities around the, the country in the United States right now, where he's sharing the gift of questions, questions as a form of connecting people. So he's been one person who's really been inspirational to me, and I love the work that he does. And He'll host events at coffee shops and things where he'll have menus of questions and kind of very cool stuff. Um, The second person who inspired me is um, a woman named Sue Abuelismed, and she has something called the Curiosity Project, which is also, of course, about questions. More information about that, about her project, the Curiosity Project, is at her constantjourneycoaching.com website. And she has a book on questions, and she also has a small deck of cards called that are called the Curiosity Project, which are really meant like, can we place questions at the center of our interactions in a really intentional way? So a group of people, whether it is colleagues in a workplace or it is family members sitting around at a meal or at a time together, can they pull out a question and a question that is specifically designed to engage them in really sharing, sharing things that are of the heart, sharing things that are of the spirit, sharing things that might make us laugh or might make us cry or might make us curious and to put the questions at the center and her box of cards of questions is it's the size of it even just strikes me as something you kind of just put out on the coffee table and say hey let's draw one out. So 
I've met both these people over the last number of years. In fact, each one of them at a time was potentially the co-host of this year-long journey of Courageous um, Connections. Didn't work out for a variety of reasons, but they've both been an incredible inspiration. So I want to give a shout out to both of them and their work and also say that they are really the primary inspirations for this particular podcast. Um, so I wanted to take what they are doing in their world and kind of apply it here to thinking about the kinds of celebrations that many of us may be attending in the month of May with friends and family. I'm going to start with Mother's Day because that's coming up this weekend, actually. And I was thinking to myself, I want to make sure that the questions I'm posing are questions that I actually will ask and have asked at events like this so that, you know, they can sound natural. And two of the questions that strike me for Mother's Day that I will walk around on Sunday and ask people in my own family, one of them is, who is a woman that has had a significant impact on your life or your thinking? And it could be a family member, a friend, a colleague, a public figure, or even a historical figure or person. But what a great opportunity and way to find out, you know, something about someone that you care about um, that's really apropos to the event that we're having. So who is a woman that has had a significant impact on your life or your thinking? The second question I thought about for Mother's Day is, how do you think the world would be different if more women were in positions of power and political leadership? Also seems like a good topic of conversation for our current world and you know, many people have had experiences either working in businesses that were women-led and women-owned and what's different about that. Um, people are, you know, may have experience or interest in kind of the developing world where there's an effort to bring women more into the forefront or just have curiosity about if there was a greater balance. What if we really did have a 50-50 distribution of power, political leadership, you know, wealth for men and women what might be different in our world? So love those two questions for Mother's Day. Around graduation, especially, you know, if it's graduation from school, um, whether that be like high schools or college or things like that, graduate school, here are two questions that I wanted to pose. One is I could see myself standing across from somebody. And in fact, I'm about to attend a graduation party tomorrow night. So I'm going to ask this to, of somebody is we celebrate very specific milestones with a graduation reception. What is an achievement or milestone that you've attained that may not have been celebrated, but about which you are very proud? And I think that's great because some, you know, like society and our culture and our traditions kind of dictate what it is we celebrate, but there's so many other amazingly wonderful things that people attain and achieve in their lives that we would have the opportunity standing in a conversation to celebrate. So we celebrate very specific milestones with a graduation reception. What is an achievement or milestone that you have attained that may or may not have been celebrated, but about which you feel very proud? The second question I'm thinking about around graduations is if you could create your own, quote unquote, major area of study, like your own school major, into which you would like to immerse yourself right now, what would it be? 
I have a ton of these things. I, I actually, if I could go back and get another degree or design my own program right now, I have like my top five things that I would love to study and love to design my own program around. And in some senses, I do. I do with the books that I read and I do with the conversations that I have and the things that I seek out. So I don't need a formal program like a college degree, but it just opens up the door for conversation. It, to allow us to talk about things we're interested in and things that we would love to be immersed in knowing more about. And it could be anything. It could be something physical. It could be around personal training or the use of kettlebells. It could be around toenail polishing. It could be around, you know, really anything that somebody wants to, would love to just spend time delving into. So then I thought about weddings and I said, all right, you're standing around in receptions, you know, cocktail hours, sitting at tables, sometimes with a bunch of people that you don't know or family members you haven't seen in a while, things like that. And what are some questions we might ask? So the first question I wanted to pose is, what are three things that make you especially lovable? I mean, think about that. So we're at an event and a ceremony that's all about love. And we're thinking about the love between two people. And very rarely do we actually think about what makes us lovable. Like what makes us lovable? So we could think about that in terms of romantic love, but just like as a being, as a person, what makes us lovable? Um, I love that question. I love sort of posing it. And sometimes it really takes people back because they're not used to thinking about themselves that way. And I think that's the specific beauty of it. The next question is, who is someone that you love deeply and what do you love most about them? And this could be a child, it could be a friend, it could be a teacher, it could be a romantic partner, it could be anybody, right? It doesn't have to be someone who you're dating or married to. So who is someone that you love deeply and what do you love about them? I think it opens up nice conversations about you know, what really makes people special to us. So the last category of events that I just was brainstorming around in terms of questions was reunions, like going back to your school reunion, your high school reunion, your college reunion, because this is very, for a lot of people, reunion season. So one of the questions, and it, it, some of these could be used for family reunion too, but one of the questions I was thinking about was, if your mature self could go back however many years you want to plug in there, five years, 10 years, 20 years, and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would that advice be? The second question is, what is something that you understand about yourself now that you didn't understand when you were younger? And the third question, this one just sort of popped up and I had to get it out there is, what is something you are relieved to have grown out of? I've got so many great answers for that one of things I'm relieved that I've grown out of. Of course, the reciprocal would also be interesting too is, you know, what is an aspect of yourself that has remained fairly constant for you since you were however many years younger until now? So some good reunion questions. There could be lots of other reasons why you gather with friends and family in the months of May or June. And the real purpose of this podcast is to create some curiosity and extend an invitation to thinking about how you could use a well-positioned and well-crafted question to open up deeper connection with the people that you meet and talk to. You know, I know things like school reunions are places, hi, how are you? What have you been doing? What's your job been like? You know, about the kids, all that kind of stuff. 
And that stuff is really, I mean, it's interesting and it's important. But I think about the fact that we feel most alive when we feel most deeply connected. And so what could then elevate or transform a conversation that covers all the niceties and all the initial connecting, getting to know someone into something that really could create a powerful experience, whether we talk to that person for the next 20 years again or not, we will have created a moment, a moment of aliveness. And so that's the invitation of this podcast is to take these opportunities and think about the questions. If you can use question, the questions that I've given you or variations of them for events that you're hosting or going to, fantastic. Take them with you. I will actually upload a copy of these questions to the Facebook group in Wonder Your Way to Brilliant. And so if you are a member there or you want to be a member there so you can download them, they'll be available in the Facebook group for Wonder Your Way to Brilliant. Or take the concept and go play with it and be curious and craft some of your own questions for whatever event that you're going to and just see what happens. So the game-changing question here at the end of the day is what can you ask friends or family that will enable you to connect more deeply. So that's the invitation. Enjoy playing with questions over the course of this month with your friends and family. If you have some to share, you can certainly share great questions that you've used or the results of asking those questions in the Facebook group, Wonder Your Way to Brilliant. If you love this, share it with friends, share it with others who may enjoy the questions and gain benefit from them. And please, above all else, if um, you enjoyed this, go ahead and rate us on iTunes so that others can find the show and we can share more about Courageous Connections. Thank you for joining me and we'll be back again next week with another episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant.